0: You're listening to a podcast from Reality Honolulu. For more information or ways to get involved in the life of the church, visit realityhonolulu.com. Thanks for listening. How are we doing? You doing good? Caffeinated? Yeah, you guys look, yeah, alive. It's good. Um... Well, great to be with you this morning, excited for our time in the Word of God and how God wants to speak to us. So really grateful for you to join us, not only in person, but online, or even if you watch this later on, we're glad that you are a part of what God is doing. Um, Let me go ahead and pray for our time together, and then we'll get into it. God, we thank you for what you're doing in our midst as a church ohana. Thank you, God, for the ways in which you're moving in and through our church. God, we're so humbled that uh, you would call us to be at this school and provide the space and then the amount of opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus in, uh, specifically downtown and this area of the island on Sunday mornings and throughout the week has been incredible. And we're thankful that we get to gather and be your church. And God, would you speak to us this morning? God, for many of us, it may be like... <laughs> We've been Christians for a long time, and maybe this is really routine, or there's some maybe here this morning, first time, second time. We're in different spaces and places, but thank you that you're big enough to meet us where we're at. And God, we do pray that we as a church would have a renewed commitment to you and your church more than we ever have this year. Uh pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, today is what we call Vision Sunday. And every year, uh, one of the Sundays in January, we, we take the sermon portion of the service and we either do a couple different things. We either cast, you know, new vision where we feel like, hey, there's this thing or this stuff that God is leading us into to kind of get you excited or, or, or just to share— Uh, Sometimes it's a reminder of who we are and what God has already called us to, or kind of a combination of both. And what I feel led to communicate to us today isn't necessarily uh, some big new vision or big new direction of the church that you don't know about, but rather, uh, I I would say rather it's it's a recommitment to the local church, a recommitment to the local church. Reality, Honolulu, being one expression of many other churches that even on this island are meeting right now. Part of the the Big C Capital Church, that, that uh, God's church. But what I hope today comes off like I hope this is how I hope it comes off, is um is an encouragement. Maybe perhaps it's an exhortation, or to really press into what God has for us and what He's doing with us as a church. Or even it might come off as a call to action uh, for us individually as we are each a part of this faith family as a whole. And this is where it's coming from. You know, the last few years has been really difficult, as we all know. And I I think it's done a lot to us in a lot of ways. And not just us, but like churches and Christians everywhere. It's it's been really difficult, and and for each of us, right, the effects of the last few years and what our world has gone through has done different things for us. But I think all of us, in one way or another, it's probably caused, caused isolation. It's caused distance, perhaps friendships and relationships to change, to end, to be different. And for many of us, like in our Christian walks, it may have left us even a bit apathetic, maybe complacent in some areas. And I'd say overall, again, it's not, it's like across the board, every pastor I talk to in every city, in every nation, they would say, my church or Christians, hey, we're still in a funk. At least some of us are. Man, we just still are just not where we were and, or where, where we need to be or where we want to be. and It's because it's been a crazy, as you know, like 2020 and 2021 and 2022, and you know what I mean? Like it's been, there's wear and tear, so to speak, that probably has happened to all of us. Whether we're kind of aware of it or not. And when that's happening, like, on an individual level level on the church, right, maybe sometimes it can feel like, oh, well, it's just isolated to me or them or whatever. But when each of us individually are part of a whole community, like, the ripple effects are just increased. And what I believe that God would have for us today and for this year, like, as as our church, is that... I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to do a work in each of our hearts and each of our households that I believe maybe, maybe it births a renewed sense of commitment to Christ and this local expression to his church. So again, I'm kind of speaking to like our church family, church down the street. God maybe has something different for them. I think across the board, this message could be related probably to every church and every Christian worldwide. But again, I feel like this is for, for us this morning, for our church. And, and here's why I believe this is so important. Why, why this is so important for our church and for each of us is that church isn't meant to be only about like me, the pastor, or like the worship team, or it only happens on the stage. american and western churches we there's this weird thing that happens and it's a dangerous thing where we give too much attention to who's up here in a church you can and and again we all do it we're all susceptible because it's almost become natural but even what happens when you say hey uh, and I know that people are just trying to figure out the church, but even here It's like, hey, where do you go to church? Reality, who's the pastor there? You're like, why do you, why do you really need to know that? Why was that your second question? Do you notice that it's even subtle, but that's what we always ask. Oh, so-and-so, where's the church? Who's the pastor there? Like, dude, you just elevated someone when you, Be careful Be careful and we all know this because, you know, we live in the land of celebrity pastor culture and the list goes on. I mean, it's not hard to see this, but, but what happens when we give too much attention to only what's happening on the stage, only the people that are speaking and preaching and leading or you get what I mean, is that proper attention then isn't given to the church or the individual member of that church at all. All of a sudden, like, the equilibrium of church is, like, immediately thrown off. So don't get me wrong. I believe God calls some of us to different roles and places. And yes, of course, that's biblical that he does this. Myself included. But I also can't shake what Paul said in 1 Corinthians. This is where I, like, this is our text this morning. So, um... You can, you can open there, as I keep going. But I can't shake what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And I would say it's one of the things I'm very passionate about seeing God do here at Reality, and really in every church for that matter. But what I want to do is I want to have you guys turn to 1 Corinthians 12. I'm, I myself am going to read from the New Living Translation. I will warn you, I'm going to read most of the chapter, quite a few verses, 26 to be exact, But what I want to do is I I want us to read kind of this swath of text because, again, it's the Apostle Paul writing to this church in Corinth um, speaking about what the church is to be like. And I think it actually will be pretty different than maybe what we see played out a lot in churches, maybe nationwide or worldwide. But, I want us to see, through God's word, how each of us are a part of this thing. Okay, so Paul, reading, Paul speaking, he says this. Now, dear brothers and sisters, church family, speaking to family here. Regarding your question about the special abilities the Spirit gives us, I don't want you to misunderstand this. You know that when you were still pagans, you were led astray and swept along in worshiping speechless idols. So I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will curse Jesus, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Verse 4 is kind of where I want to hone in right now. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To to another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great, great faith to another, and to someone else, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles, and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is, only, it is one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. Okay, then verse 12, Like what it says. The human body also has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ, the church. Some of us are Jews. Some of us are Gentiles. Some of us are slaves. Some of us are free. But we've all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share that same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, well, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest or least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts... We regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen. While the more honorable parts do not require this special care, so God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, each part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. That is so good. What Paul is doing, if it wasn't, it's pretty clear, but if, what Paul is doing is he's reminding us, the church, his brothers and sisters in Christ this morning, how important and how critical each member, every person is. How critical each member or person is in the body of Christ, the church global and local expression. And the reason he gives us this is because, the reason he gives us this is because God gives each of us different give, gifts to use. But why? Why? Why does God give us give it different gifts? Why are we all important? Did you catch what verse 25 said? Don't miss it. First and foremost, verse 25, the end of it said, so that all the members care for each other. That's significant. Because what I think is unique is Paul is telling this local church in Corinth that first and foremost, they need to care for each other before they look outside. Before looking outside the church and caring for others, like, do that too, but the order is important and you can't neglect either. Because we know this 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 is, I've been a pastor for like 17 years. I know this, I know church. We get this, we get the equilibrium wrong all the time. We either too insular, only care about church, do nothing for other people outside the church, or we become too other center, and we don't care for one another enough. We have a hard time balancing this, but both are necessary. Paul doesn't only say that the serving one another in, in, in 1 Corinthians. He also says something unique in the same vein to the church in Galatia, in the book of Galatians. I have it on the screen, Galatians 6, 9-10. through 10, Paul the Apostle speaking again to another group of Christians. He says, let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. You can't, don't miss the Especially. Hey, do good, anytime you have an opportunity to do what's right and good to others, do it, but especially to those in the church around you. You see what what Paul did there, right? He knows, like I know, like we all know, what makes a good church isn't only how much service outside these walls we do, but it's how well we care and love those right next to us right now. Like, it starts here in this room, in our church. And then it, and then it expands outside. And again, I don't think this message can be, be any uh, more potent or, or, or even uh, needed to be said, especially after the last few years that we've been through. And for, for you listening today, uh, whether it's you've been here for years or you're brand new, we, ne- we actually need each other. And I'm not just saying that. Like, we actually, we need each other. But here's how this practically plays out. And, and, and you have to know my heart. I'm, I'm really not trying to call out anyone, okay? Hear my heart. Or, or some weird trips, or some just hear my heart, if you're a Christian and this is the church you call home, and you commit to going to it, whether it's your second time and you just said it, maybe now you're questioning it because you're, you're waiting to what I say, but no, just joking, or you've been here for years if, if if this is my church and this is this is my church, I call it home, this is where I go to church if that's true and if any of us are not attending or plugged in or active, you actually miss out and I actually miss out. Because, so here's, again, hear my heart. I'm not trying to put a trip. But on every, any given Sunday, this Sunday as an example, I need your encouragement. You need my prayer. I need your smile. You need my hug. But again, it goes so much deeper than that. Right? The church is to be like your, your faith family where you share prayer requests and praise reports. It's, it's, it's where you should receive, if we were just going for it, this is where we should receive the most love and the most grace and the most forgiveness out of anyone in our life. Should be inside your local expression of your church. Do we always get that right? Absolutely not. But what is it supposed to be? What is it supposed to look like? Like this community is supposed to look like the people of God modeling the way of Christ to each other. And then we can do it to others. But we first got to do it here. So what I'm not saying, what I'm not saying is unless you're coming every week, you're hurting us. <laughs> no. Again, i got to clarify, because some people can be like, Riz told me i got to come to church 52 times a week, and if I don't, he's going to call me out because I'm hurting him. Dude, I'm telling you, don't, that's what I said. I'm, I'm the farthest like that. What, what, I, what I am saying is I think, and maybe today is this, I think it takes an under, understanding of how valuable each of you are to the whole. I think it's probably changing mindset, right? Of like, like really knowing. Like what we just read in 1 Corinthians and Paul talking about each member of the church like being critical to the function of the body, that's you and I. There's There's not exemptions to this. Well, I've only been a Christian for a day. Yep, part of the body. Oh, well, I don't have a lot of gifts and talents. Nope, part of the body. That's what he's just trying to say. Like the foot in the eye are trying to say, I'm not a part. We do this all the time. We devalue ourselves. I'm not worthy. I'm not a part of it. I'm not connected. No, you you are just as much as me. We just have different roles, maybe. You are just as important as me. This goes, this is true to every church. And, and again. Maybe in light of that, maybe today is really just not only understanding how valuable you are, but maybe it's more, maybe, uh, my hope is that maybe God is birthing maybe a desire in you to be more rooted and connected to Christ and his church than you ever have. And what that looks like, again, isn't necessarily attending more or serving more or giving more. But it may be, right, depending on where you're at and what you feel like God is calling you to from this sermon, but more, I, I think it's viewing church differently and your role in it. Here's what I mean. E- even how we view Sundays could be a start. And this is, what it, this is the difference. And hear this out. So you can either view Sundays as attending a church service or I'm gathering with my faith family. That, that alone is very different. Attending a church service, again, I know, I, I know we say this. What that feels like is already you're setting yourself up to be a spectator. There's a service going on, I'm just attending. You're doing everything, I'm watching. If you said, Paul, is that cool? He'd be like, you're missing out. You, you actually don't even, you di- wait, did you read my letter? You know what I mean? Because Paul would be like, attending a church service. I think if you told Paul the Apostle, hey, church is at 10 a.m., why don't you come attend it? He'd be like, what are you talking about? Oh, you mean be an active participant with my faith family because I'm a valuable member and God wants to use me in my giftings on Sunday to encourage and pray for you? Oh, I'll come. You know what I mean? It's very different. So even that, oh, okay, so even going to church... God doesn't even design it that we would just be a spectator. It actually that we'd be an active participant. Because when you come come in on Sundays, your life is meant to bless, encourage, uplift, help, and care for someone else. So is mine. Well, you're like, I don't have the personality. I'm like, you can't smile and say hi to someone? No, seriously. You come here after a couple weeks, then you'll be like, oh, I haven't seen that person. Go say hi to them. God wants you to use them, to use you in their life. Maybe no one said hi to them yet. That happens. It's actually, it's easy for that to happen, unfortunately. But, but you get where I'm going to. Like, love and care and prayers and encouragement is actually supposed to be like reciproc- reciprocally, reciprocally. Is that a word? It's supposed to be happening in exchange with one another. I can't say it. It's supposed to be reciprocal. Because um, realistically, if you just expect a few people, like I'm supposed to say hi to everyone and make sure, sh- that's, I think that's too much, too much. I, don't, I think it's just a wrong expectation. But that's what we do, right? The pastor! I can only pray with the pastor. Really? You can't, that person's prayer doesn't have the same effect. You know what I mean? Trust me, I'm a pastor, so I get it all the time. I'll wait to talk talk with a pastor. You're like, no, I know, but that person has probably more wisdom than I do. I'm just trying to get you there. I think you get it. Sundays, though, again, should just be the start. And maybe perhaps it's a text through the week, checking on someone. Or maybe it's inviting them over to dinner. Or maybe it's helping them move. Or it's maybe being there in times of crisis. Like this is, God wants to use you in each other's lives. Again, it's not just an hour on Sunday. That's just the start because that's just the gathering. But it's not just supposed to be that. It's just supposed to be like a launching board, uh, to, launching pad to the rest of the week. Because in this room right now, There's a lot of us that are hurting. There's a lot of us in need. There's a lot of us that are feeling alone. and We need each other. I'm not just saying that. That's very real. The last few years has been really hard for the people in this church alone. I just want to say, like, we need each other. You're like, no, they're going to be okay. No, they really need you. And God actually wants to use you in their life. And he's actually called you to this church. Be, that's a big reason. That's one of the reasons why you, if you feel called, and this is your church, you're actually like God's like I placed you there as a part of this to be used in other people's life. I mean, I think it's pretty cool. I think it's incredibly cool. And what I believe in how God wants to grow us this year as a church, I think it starts here and expands from that. But it's got to start here. And I believe how God is really going to move this year at Reality Honolulu is actually to see, to use each of us more in different ways, uniquely, how we're made, whether it's in this church setting or outside of Sundays, but with our church family. And so, kind of, kind of, to, to wrap up and transition into our time of worship, as we enter into a few songs of musical worship— I want to encourage all of us, myself included, together, individually, as a faith family, to ask God in prayer. That could be with someone next to you. That could be with the prayer team. That could be just in the quietness of your heart. But let's ask God, each of us, God, where would you have me more rooted and committed to you and this local expression of your church? See what he says. See where he leads you. Hey God, where do you want me to like more committed. Or perhaps ask God, hey, who in this room do you want me to talk with, love on, forgive, extend grace? Ask ask God, who in this room, who in this church do you want me to like go out of my way to like check on them, love on them, invite them over, pray for them? Maybe, Maybe you feel like God is giving you like a prophetic word for someone. it to them. Like, they need that. If you get it wrong, whatever. But but say it. It's needed. And for some of us, you know, I think we should all pray those prayers, but some of us, maybe we just, uh, and, I, and I understand, but will, being willing to commit or be close to people is something that uh, is hard to do. And I understand that because, again, I understand that church hurt and, and, and skepticism, or I, I, that's very real. And maybe there's fear or anxiety keeping you this morning from being connected to others here because of that. And I would just love to humbly ask that you would pray during worship that maybe that God would relieve or heal or, or allow you to not only be used to love others, but, but I think you probably need to receive love yourself. And God wants to do that through others in this church, that you would feel loved and cared for, and um, but I will say this. I'm excited for what God is doing and what He wants to do in our midst, especially as we step out and allow God to use us in each other's lives in our church. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. God, thank you for this really encouraging reminder that you, God, care about us all very uniquely, but you all see us as a critical part of the body of Christ. And God, I pray that we would walk into that, whether it's I don't know, walking in our gifts or maybe being more available or maybe, maybe it's being a little bit more, you know, courageous to go out of our way to say hi to that person or or maybe it's just more vulnerability. But God, I, I do pray that we as Reality Honolulu going forward this year would function as you've designed us to function. That we together, like the gifts would function. I pray that the... um. That you would use us in each other's lives. That that we would see that on Sundays. We would see that throughout the week in Ohana groups. With friendships over dinner. Taking walks together. Doing play dates with our kids. That that you would use us in each other's lives to encourage, to care, to uplift, to be with. That we would not miss out on what you want to do. God, we thank you that you've given us the Holy Spirit and it's not us who do it, but it's Christ in us that serve one another. So in this time of worship, we ask that you would be exalted in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, as a reminder, this second set of worship is a time to respond to how God has spoken to us. That's in the form of worship. Uh, We have communion over here to the right or to the left and those little Cups of bread and juice are symbolic of the body of Christ that was broken uh, and his blood that was spilt out on our behalf. And as you take it, we remember him and his sacrifice. And, um, and I encourage